Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RimCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm joined by Matthew Harris and Tobias Fike, both members of the Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design's Foundations and Fine Arts Department. Hey, Matt and Toby, how you guys doing today? Good. Pretty, pretty good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for being here on a Saturday. It's a Saturday. This will be coming out probably on a Wednesday, but just imagine it's a Wednesday because who knows what day it is anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I definitely don't. No. So uh, just to give ever, everybody a kind of idea of what you your background is, Matt, can you give us a little history of your bio? Sure. Uh, I went, I first came out to Colorado to go to graduate school at uh, CU Boulder. I was back in like 2009. So I've been in uh, Colorado for about 10 years now. And it was actually in um, at CU Boulder that Toby and I first met and we've been collaborating since. Um, and uh, currently I'm the head of, uh, co-head of Fine Arts and Foundations um, at RemCAD. Awesome. And Toby, what about you? What's your uh, story? Yeah, I, I, came, uh, I came out to Colorado 2000 after my undergrad at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. So I'm old. Uh, and then, yes, I went to grad school at CU Boulder. Matt and I did meet there, and that's when we started collaborating. Um, and so that's been ongoing um, from that time till now. Uh, and I currently work at the Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design as well. I'm an assistant professor in Fine Arts Foundations. Awesome. So, uh, Matt, you're supposed to be on break this term. Is that true? That is true. Is this the best break you've ever had? <laughs> it is a weird one, that is for sure. And, Toby, you're on a lifelong break. So how are you holding up? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just got it so easy that I uh, don't stress about anything. Well, that's good. I'm glad. So both of you hold up in your houses, studios in your house, or do you have separate studio spaces? We, we share a space technically downtown at Tank Studios. So we, we actually have a collaborative space there where we do our individual work and, and our collaborations. But uh, actually, I think this applies to both of us as, as well. We have home space uh, that we use. So uh, both of us having kids and family, it, it tends to keep you home all the more. So I've got a section of my garage that I've converted. And truthfully, I just bleed out into every aspect of our house, one point or another for, for art making. How's the wife like that? You know, we, not well. (laughs) (laughs) You're working at home as well? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So same situation. I've got a garage space um, that I'm using. and then there's actually like a, so right now we have a, a spare bedroom that um, I was kind of using as a painting studio, but it's just become more of like a work office as, as everything that both me and my wife are doing stuff online. Um, so, but yeah, so I've got some space at home to work, which is really, really nice. Yeah, our spare bedroom has become my office. Yeah. I'm sitting in the corner of that room right now. Well, you know, everybody's having to make concessions. I know some people who are using, uh, dining room tables yep. as their office and then they realized <laughs> the dining room table was too high so they took the legs off and put the dining room table on uh chairs to make it lower yeah. so i i love the way that everything like the exterior of 
of the view that you can see of me, and I know that nobody can see me right now, but the way in which I got my camera or my computer on a janky tripod and reconfigured my chair in my room, it all just, you make it work and, you know, it comes together and does what it needs to do for now. Yeah. How long do you think we're, we're going to be uh, living through this? You guys have any predictions? Want to place bets? Sure. I are so, I mean, I guess it depends on what we're defining as living through it. Like, I don't think that this is going to go away until we have a, uh, a vaccine, honestly, but I would imagine, I don't know. I've kind of, I try to limit the amount of like news that I'm consuming right now, but it's hard because I keep looking for the news for some sort of like clarity or like understanding of what's going on. But even though it fails to do that every day, I look at it every day. Um, and there's been some graphs that I've, I mean, there's been a lot of graphs out there, obviously, but, um, to me, it seems like things are going to slow down in June, um, in the United States and it's different state by state. But my hope is that, I don't know, it's really hard because I think as soon as they lift the, um, uh, like the stay at home orders, like if everyone just floods back out, then it could spike again too. So I don't know. I, I mean, my, like, I'm trying to be like lower my expectations and think that maybe like by August we'll be able to be in the clear, but it does feel super unknown. And it, you know, there's, it could be coming back in the fall and I don't know. So I know that that's not an answer. I, I just wanted a, a date. I was hoping you provide me with a date, Matt. Uh, uh, August 10th. August 10th. Toby, what do you think? Uh, I've been saying August 4th. We're really in the same, we're close there. I don't know how the, is it, if it comes the 6th, who wins that bet between Matt and I right there? You're well, since you can't do math, Toby, that would be you would be closer. Yeah, but if I oh, if I undershot, oh. I don't know what the rules are. Price is right. That's what rule. I'm trying to establish. Do we round up after five and then it goes up to ten? And whoever wins gets the other person's house. I mean that that part was a given. I thought. <laughs> I like this bet. I will check back in in August, and one of you will be moving out. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's cool. So we'll, we'll figure that out. So for you guys, why is it so important to create right now? Do you think that it's important? Matt, you want to go? Uh, I, I do think that it's important. Uh, I would say that my prioritization of like what's important in life has like been questioned a lot. Um, I would say that, so right now, Toby and I are um, trying to collaborate on a video project, um, obviously both remotely and we're meeting like just for an hour, three times a week. And that has created a, some sort of structure or just like, I mean, it's when we are collaborating, it's the same as like hanging out and that has given me like, um, something to look forward to, which is really nice. Um, you know, creating is what is normal and so like it for me and so it, it's nice to have that normalcy but in all honesty like um so my wife is is working full-time right now and i'm on break and we pulled our daughter from daycare 
So uh, the first week that we did that was like a big struggle for me just because it's like I was hoping for this time to be studio time and you know I'm learning how to care for a one-year-old all day every like multiple days in a row which is um, it's different for me so I've on those days I've since adjusted where it's like I can't try to do other things while I'm with her or even during the naps I just need to like take care of the house and take care of her and that's been my focus but um having some creative output has been really important to me just to feel like everything hasn't changed Um, yeah i would definitely say creating for is it's a definitely uh for me right now i don't know on the larger picture what you know how important it is to be creating i mean i'm a strong proponent for art making at all times so of course i think it's important but for me individually it certainly is important to just stay active with it because uh it does give me some structure and norm normalcy like matt mentioned just because it's a normal part of how i operate um and it it does allow for uh some distraction and keeping me busy because it is easy even though it's like the workload in general with teaching and all that in some ways is more complicated online. It still feels like there's all this time where you're not certain on what to be doing or where to put your energy and focus. So it's another way to like put that out there and hopefully be, um, you know, productive, you know, and it's time, like there's things like we, I mentioned my, my home studio and it's gotten disastrous. It's more storage than studio. So it's like, this is my chance to actually be like, all right, I can maybe actually organize that again. Uh, and get back in there. So there's some benefit to sort of the isolation, I suppose, when it comes to uh, where you can focus your your energy, especially around uh, a creative practice. Yeah, I, you know, I've been reading a lot about um, creatives and makers kind of trying to help the those who need help in this time, making masks. I know right. our fashion department and fashion faculty and students are making masks. Um, right there's a lot of people who are 3d printing things for ventilators and and all that um so it's nice to see the creative community kind of being called on to to help out there yeah you know but at the same time i'm not going to be able to sell a mask i don't know matt probably can toby you're screwed um but you know how do you how do you support those other people when maybe you don't have the talent to do this? Do you have any advice, thoughts on that? I would say something that I think is really important right now. I can't say that I'm doing a great job at it, but is that um, just like being positive to other, like to like extended family and friends. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that, yeah. I know that for myself, like when I've received that, it's been really nice and grounding because I feel like it's really easy to sort of spiral um, with all the uncertainty and the like doomsday um, predictions and all this kind of stuff that if I talk to people and they are focusing on just like day to day, um, like things that they can be grateful for or, you know, and um, things like that, I I feel like it, it shifts my thinking or my attention. Um, so I think that like trying to reciprocate that back to other people of just, um, like focusing on, on the small things and the positive things that we can right now and not getting too sucked into the negativity, um, of it all. 
Yeah, I think that's super good advice. I mean, for me, I do try to really, uh, I actually, I really appreciate having students right now. And the fact that like, I can put some of my um, energy towards them as well. And trying to be like Matt said, positive, I make like a real strong effort to also be realistic and not, <laughs> um, you know, understand that, yeah, sometimes you, it gets a little bit more daunting than other times and it can be depressing, but trying to be positive and give them tips as I'm discovering them and how they may work for me. Uh, the other thing that I have the benefit of is my wife's in the medical field. So I like to pretend that I'm supportive to her and then that's somehow <laughs> my way of then being sort of, uh, a helpful in the more larger uh, medical situation that we're in. I she, like may, she may say differently. So let's not have her on. <laughs> but that's what I tell myself. Good. What What are you telling the younger artists in the world that are fearing the unknown? Like what? I mean, what are you specifically telling them? Toby, you're in the classroom right now. Yeah, in the classroom. I mean, I try to... I, I'm answering questions a lot, I feel like. Um, but the the general thing is the, the same idea of being positive. Like, have a positive mindset the best you can. Look for where you can take advantage of, of the situation. So part of the reason I feel like I have extra time is is something as simple as I'm not in the car for what ultimately it seems like, you know, a good few hours of the day commuting some way or another. Um, so that time tends to now lend itself for me to be able to, to hopefully put into sort of more of a studio practice and making work. Um, and so I'm trying to tell them the same, like what are the things you have now that I, you can actually take advantage of? And that is maybe in some ways more time to actually make work and focus on it in a way that you otherwise couldn't, even though you're also limited on maybe what you can potentially do uh, without access to certain uh, materials and tools. I also think though that those are, can be real advantages to creative practices. I mean, some of the best inventions or anything come out of some sort of uh, restriction or uh, need, right? So I think now you can actually use it to your advantage to be, to really test those or flex those uh, creative muscles. So I, I try to just tell them like, put that energy into that, figure out how do you make work right now? And if it's, if it is way outside of their comfort zones, that's perfect. Like if now all of a sudden you find yourself, I feel like video is a good format for right now in a lot of ways or, or, or sort of performative type works. Uh, so figure that out for yourself and, and see what you can come up with and do. And if nothing else, it's a stepping stone to, to, to be applied to other things later. It's not like you have to completely for the, for your entire life change um, the way you make and create, but in the moment you can definitely learn from it. So that's the kind of things I try to say um, you know, uh, depending on also the questions they're ad asking me um, and, and the positivity, I like Matt brought that up because I think that is really important right now. Nice. Good answer. Good answer, Toby. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So one thing that I have been thinking about is that it's not just Denver. It's not just Colorado. It's not just the United States. It's the whole world is kind of going through this situation. Yeah. So there are lots of artists and designers and curators and, you know, gallerists and everyone is just kind of at home, you know, doing their part or for the most part. Um, I've always thought social media was a good, good way to connect with other people. And I think maybe so now more so than ever. Um, I think there's a lot of people just 
diving into that content. Have you seen any, you know, any cool things on social media? Have you connected with anyone? Are you, are you doing your part as far as the internet goes? Uh, I, I used this time to update my website, which was something else that I hadn't been getting to forever and putting it off. So I have that uh, more or less updated. So I want to do some things, but uh, I took advantage of the, the time to be able to do that and the fact and understanding of the fact that that's uh, the access point for the work. Uh, so I, I did that. Um, and then through Instagram, like I'm seeing a lot of uh, opportunities are coming through. So people are doing more and more of these online created or curated shows uh, of work that's pretty pretty great to see come up so i've noticed in some ways more uh art opportunities come about because of this because i think everybody is trying to figure out like well what's it look like now let's come up with something and let's develop a a, a new model or a way to still get uh work up in the world so through through websites and and instagram specifically is the is the meat is the social media that I'm on most, um, I'm seeing a lot of activity for sure. Um, and I'm feeling like I want to post even more like Instagram. I have a complex relationship with cause it, it can stress me out, but I definitely enjoy the ability to be able to share things that I'm up to. Like I'll promote, you know, the fact that I did this on there and, um, people will actually be maybe aware of that then and, and, and listen, hopefully. So, uh, I appreciate it definitely as a tool and you're right. I think it's, it's more um, at all the more active right now, just because everybody's kind of in their own head and it's some way to connect. Yeah, I, um, it's interesting question for me because <laughs> I've, um, I'm sort of one of the few individuals that is somewhat, um, I don't know if resistant is the right word, but just um, I have made conscious decisions in my life to reduce social media. Um, you know, kind of, I think Toby pointed out a little bit, just, uh, you know, I, my personality, I think that I would sort of overanalyze what I contribute to social media and that would lead to stress. And I sort of just don't have that extra energy. Um, but oddly enough, or maybe not that odd, I guess this has been like the closest I've come to being like, I should probably be doing this. Um, and I think that, you know, in the past I've, kind of question some of its like, like the authenticity of like how we have these opportunities to interact on the internet, which in some ways is like this other existence for some people. Um, and we can kind of choose what we present about ourselves and what we don't. Um, and that's an activity that I don't like as much. Um, but I do think that there is a, a real desire to connect with people and social media is providing that in a meaningful way. I mean, I think there's still a spectrum of ways that people engage with it, but I think that, um, it's just the socialness of, of using that as a platform. And I think that it's going to affect, um, you know, this, it's going to be really interesting to see how this, uh, situation that we're going through is affecting all aspects of our lives, including like the way that we digitally inter interact with each other through social media and, and apps and things like that. So, um, I'm not actively, um, involved in a lot of social media, but I am viewing it through a different lens right now, for sure. I think what's kind of interesting, sorry, Rob, one of the things that's kind of interesting about the 
the, the, what Matt's talking about and what stresses me out about it is it's so easy because of the way you present yourself on there. It, you, you, even though you know that it's not the full picture of somebody, it's still easy to be like, oh my gosh, they have everything going on for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and it's not even, it's not like a jealous thing. It's just, you feel like, Oh, what am I doing? I'm doing nothing. Um, but right now I feel like it's funny because I think there is been, I've noticed a little bit more, you know, people are actually sharing like the boring mundane now that they're experiencing like the actual reality. And, uh, and that's the thing I think typically is missing. And I've been guilty of that too. Like I just put on the things that are interesting that I want to promote. I'm not putting in like the five days in a row that, I didn't shower and I was like completely, uh, uh, you know, unaffected in any way whatsoever. Right. The, just the things about life that can be so boring and embarrassing or, or all those parts. So I'm noticing a little bit more of that. Cause I feel like people are like, that's the reality too, that we're in like a big part of life is now sitting around wondering what the heck's going on, twiddling thumbs. Mm -hmm. um, looking out windows longingly <laughs> so that's more of a, a part of I think Instagram right now and it's like in some ways refreshing to see like oh yeah okay there is where and I'm not alone in that right like yeah. that's the other thing it can do yeah 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 so you know both of you have children you're working from home Matt you kind of touched on that mm -hmm. how is how is that you know you you mentioned that you can't do anything, Matt. Like you're you're with a one year old trying to figure that out. Toby, you have two two little girls. How how is it working with with them there all the time? Are you teaching them school? Are you schooling yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah, I teach first grade now too. Add uh, that to your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. 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 So uh that is extremely hard. Um my wife being in the medical field does go, have to go to work. So she isn't here every single day. And so the days when she's gone and I'm uh, teaching first grade and watching a three-year-old and uh, teaching my online courses uh, is really, really difficult. Uh, and I about lose it, <laughs> um, probably do lose it at times. Um, so when my wife's home, She's really good at, she takes that uh, part uh, on for herself and, and the kids. And so I at least am able to focus on the online teaching and the other duties I have with teaching. Uh, but it certainly makes for a very difficult situation. It just is what it is now. I'm like accepting it more and I'm learning as I go on how to balance it and the, the types of things I can do. And I mean, if my kids come in, you know, I think I, I just, luckily got one to leave as she started to come in here right now, but that happens. I'll be teaching and I've got a kid calling around on my head and I just go with it at this point, even though it's not ideal because it's like literally the situation I'm in and they're going stir crazy too. I mean, they're, you know, they're used, they're not, they fight more with each other because they're around each other 24 seven that they're not used to. They're just uh, themselves like, like having a lot of energy. They want to get out. Thank goodness weather we're, you know, we're in spring and we're getting more nice days and we can go out in the backyard or go for walks around the neighborhood. That all like makes a huge difference because the few days we even had snow, like, you know, I think it was the last weekend or it was like just so difficult to not even be able to get outside amongst all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is a real, <laughs> real transition. Um, 
I, like, I don't even know how to put it to words. And I mean, you have two kids. And so, um, but yeah, like, I mean, like at this point, Mabel, like she just can't be alone, like on, by herself at all. So, um, it's, uh, I, I, I'm working on, I, I feel like I'm, it's hour by hour where sometimes I'm like, this is so amazing. I'm going to look back on this and like realize that I've bonded with my daughter in ways that I never would have mm-hmm. from spending 10 hours straight with her um, in a day. Um, and that is like a really, really special gift. Um, but there are other times where I just like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Um, cause I've just been, you know, baby talking for like hours on end and I don't know what's what, um, last night. So, uh, we had, we had this, uh, we had this, it's like a settlers of Catan, but it's like the card version of it or something like that. And my daughter found it and like, she literally took every single card out, like was like throwing it over her shoulder, like one by one, yeah. which was like, great because it's like cool she's gonna be occupied for like 10 minutes i can just like watch her do this but then like my wife came downstairs like last night and it was just like there was like cards everywhere and there was like like cards like hanging on stuff and like on the um the baseboards and she's like it looks like a bomb exploded in here um so it's uh you guys made that bomb yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um she's really gotten into like uh, if she sees a bookshelf like she'll totally like just focus in and want to take every book off individually and hand it to me. Um, so again, it's like good for solid 15 minutes of entertainment, but then they're just like the whole floor is covered in books. Um, so it's, (laughs) I don't know. Like I, I feel like oddly I'm gonna, there are going to be parts of it that I'm going to miss when this ends. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be a huge sense of relief to like spread out the childcare a little bit more. So yes. Nice. Well, so tell me about this project you guys are working on. You said it's a video project, collaborative video project. What is it about? What are you doing? Where can, when can we see it, feel it, yeah. hear it? Uh, so we actually, um, there's a couple things that we're working on right now. Um, one directly related to the situation is that um, Black Cube um, put out a call uh, for Colorado artists um, specifically um, about this time. And um, so we are attempting to make a video of a recording using like like video chatting like Zoom or something like that to record ourselves interacting on the video. Um, and what it's about is mostly, I, I don't know if we know that yet. Um, I would say like a merging of our identities um, through the video. And so we're working on that. And then Toby, do you want to talk about the other thing? Uh, well, there's, there's, an, there's two other things still, yeah. kind of. I mean, one thing that we're not so much working on that is just happening is, uh, and I mentioned the fact that I think there's a lot of support and opportunity artistically right now, um, Collective Misnomer, which is a local um, uh, screening um, program that happens. Um, quite regularly that you can, um, it's, a, it's really unique. It's nothing else quite like it in Denver where you it's go and see a, a great, really well curated uh, section of uh, films, short films, experimental films, um, a variety of works. Um, and so uh, they put out a call too for, for work well, uh, for Colorado artists. And Matt and I came across sort of a, a video of ours that we shot back when we were in grad school together. So it's like, I, 2010 I think is when the video we probably made it was 
that nobody ever saw. I never saw the light of day. Uh, I think one um, studio visit, I shared it with somebody once. So uh, we pulled that up and it's actually a piece I love. Uh, I think it's fantastic. So I'm really excited about it. And we, we submitted that and that's gonna be uh, showing um, Friday. Is it Friday? What's the, it's April 10th. I don't know what that yeah, day is. Friday. Okay, so April 10th at 8 p.m. Uh, if you just go to collectivemisnomer.com, you can find out information about the actual screening, but it's going to be like a, a, a streamed curation of video works. Nice. Um, so yeah, definitely people should check that out. Uh, and then the other thing that we have been actually actively working on and planning for is this uh, uh, invitation we got from the Denver Art Museum. Um, they are going to have an opening sort of celebration for their new construction. They have sort of a new entrance or a singular entrance between the two buildings there. Um, and so as part of that, they had asked us to uh, uh, do a performance. So we that's really what sort of started us meeting sort of regularly. Um, at the time, we thought that was happening in June. Yeah. Um, yeah, but now it's on hold. But we're it's it, as far as we understand, will still be a thing that will happen and will be a part of. So there's been a lot of brainstorming for that and just a lot of coming up with all the most sort of ridiculous types of games and um, ideas that Matt and I can come up with uh, and, and slowly develop them into what we hope to be sort of a string of performances over that evening. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tune in on Friday. That sounds cool. Yeah, you should for sure. I mean, people should know about that, uh, about collective misnomer in general. It's a really great program and, um, they do amazing work as far as I'm concerned. I've been to a lot of those screenings, but yeah, we'll have, we'll be part of that. I don't know. The list of all the artists should be coming out soon. I haven't seen it. I just know that we'll have ours in there. Nice. So important question. Do you guys mm -hmm. have enough toilet paper? Are you good on toilet paper? I haven't taken <laughs> stock lately and I rely a lot on my, on my wife for that. So as, as good as she is, I'm going to just say, sure, I'm sure we're good. I'm not, I think it's covered as, as far as I can tell. All right, Matt, what about you? Uh, I think we're good as well. We have a normal supply. We don't have any sort of crazy yeah. back stock or anything like that, but um, I'm, I'm feeling good about the situation. My wife did have to buy a pack from a coworker whose like, mother-in-law had done one of those giant like stashes, and then he was like, I don't need all this. So he was like selling them to coworkers, and that's how we did get some of ours. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Rob? I'm always good. I have a. I'm in the situation where I do the subscribe and save, where it like sends you so much a month, yeah. and I think they base that on a family of four, and obviously <laughs> it's a family of two. And then I also um, I like gadgets and gimmicks, and they have the Charmin Giant Roll, which is like this ginormous it, i mean it's like the size of the roles that uh they have at you know when you go to a baseball game or something yeah. and they have the giant roles oh. but it's like charmin like nice so i have that and that's also a subscription service back <laughs> stock so they like send you a roll a month so i have just back stock of toilet paper so um, i'm raiding your house if i turn if i find out that i don't have enough i'm totally raiding your house yeah i you know friends if you need toilet paper text me and uh you know maybe we can work out a trade <laughs> I'm, maybe something 
I'm gonna trade toilet paper for artwork because yeah, the, there you go. The new currency. The new currency. So we're, now we're recommended to wear masks anytime we leave the house. Do you guys have masks? Are you making some? I, I have uh, one. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, I I do. I have a couple of dust masks um, for the wood shop tools that I have yeah. in my garage. Yep. Um, I did see today on YouTube a pretty cool like no so. Fabric mask. Uh, they were just using like rubber bands or hair ties and a bandana, but like the way that they folded it, it all sort of like came together and held together. You could put it on and it looked pretty legit. Um, yeah, I, like it's interesting that I feel like that feels so kind of awkward in our society. Yeah. Whereas like Asian societies, that's sort of like normal even in like flu season. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Sure. I mean, for the most part, I'm just avoiding going to public places as much as possible. Yeah, you know, I've got some masks up in my garage, but I'm I'm worried to wear those out in public because I'm scared people will judge me because they feel like I went out and bought those masks to yeah. take them away from someone. Right. And, and they, they've just been in there for like four years. And, you right. know, I use them when I paint or I use them when I, right. you know, do something. So right. I, I'm like trying to figure out do i wear that mask and then put a handkerchief over top of it so <laughs> judge me like yeah. i i'm really self-conscious about like i'm not trying to take anything from yeah, yeah. anyone who truly needs it i have 10 masks it's like a 10 pack yeah. probably six left i will give them to someone who you know my wife works in senior living so she'll probably end up taking them because they have to wear them yeah so yeah. It's just one of those weird things. Like, I feel bad that I have this. Same thing with the toilet paper. I didn't go out and, and stockpile. It's just something that is part of my life. Same thing with the bleach wipes. That's just something I do. Um, you know, I kind of feel bad. So, oh, well, we'll, guys, we'll, we'll get heard, through it. Have you guys heard about that? Like, so they're considering, I think it's in Europe, maybe in the United Kingdom, that they're it's just in discussions and who knows, it's like the news runs everything right now, but um, they're talking about like um, immunity, like certificates. So that like, if someone has gotten it and recovered, then theoretically they have the antibodies and then they can like, they could go back out into society and start working and, and not be a threat to like, um, so they're like talking about like ways that that could exist. And they were like discussing like the possibility of like some sort of bracelet um, but then the reality that that would potentially make like two classes of citizens like yeah. who aren't behaving. And then, and they weren't talking about an article, but I was thinking about like how there could be like a black market for these like immunity bracelets or how there could be like crimes of people like stealing the bracelet yeah. from someone else. And it's just like this really weird reality. And I know that that's not happening. That's just like a thing that's being discussed, right. but like how, we are at some point as a society and each country will do it on their own, have to decide are there ways for people who are immune to safely return to work prior to a vaccination? And if there's going to be any sort of um, ID or paperwork or something involved in that. That's so crazy. It's not it's like a movie. Yeah. 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 It's totally Never seen game. the hunger games or Reddit or anything, but that sounds like what it should be about. <laughs> <laughs> you heard, you heard one teenage girl once mention the Hunter Games. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a thing. I'll mention that thing sometime. Yep. That sounds, it was popular. I think it was popular. It was, it was a thing. Yeah. It was wasn't a thing. as popular as Harry Potter, but it's popular. Huh. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, finishing up, what is your, 
what is your plan? First thing you can do once you're out of quarantine. Hmm. I genuinely have no idea. I just w- worry, like, I'll forget how to be in society. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll just, like, I'll just wander around, like, looking like a doe-eyed, you know, newborn, just at, at the amazement of, of people and things and, like, wondering if I can touch them. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking forward to be able to do other than just be out and certainly with people. I mean, this these formats are nice because I can at least see people. But, you know, like, Rob, I want to bowl with you again. You know, Matt, I want to be able to physically punch you in the face again. You know, these are things – you I just think, took the words right out of my mouth. I, that was the first I, thing I had to get out of quarantine. I was trying to go to your house, ring your doorbell, and then punch you in the face. Matt and I, okay, so that's the answer. Matt and I want to be able to go and punch each other in the face. Yeah, we want a good old school fist fight on the playground. Because yes. um, we're yeah. denied that right now. Yeah. I'm looking um, forward to that. Please invite me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we need a crowd. We need like a circle of people chanting. Hopefully yeah. it can be more than 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> And that they can be a tight circle and not a six foot whatever. Is it, so is it six foot still or is it 20 feet? Oh, is it 20? I heard I, somebody told me yesterday, if you don't have a mask, you, you have to be 20 feet away. Wow. Yeah. I don't well, know. Don't ask me. Every day. It's, it's fun. Matt, you probably should get on social media and watch the news, but maybe not. Maybe you should just sit in isolation and... Uh, there's plenty of news to consume without social media. Don't you worry, man. Yeah. Um, one thing that I was thinking about, I mean, this this is, like, totally, like, self-centered and selfish about, like, something that I would want to do when I get out of quarantine. But, um, like, being able... I mean, I know that hardware stores are open, but obviously I'm not trying to go there right now. But just to be able to, like, go get a one-by-two or a sheet of plywood or something, <laughs> like, it's just, like every time like that I would normally like I feel like any sculptural project it's like you're making a trip to Home Depot twice a day or whatever <laughs> hardware store yeah and now it's like oh like how important is this and like you know the last two weeks or so like I totally haven't made any trips but it's just like like you know I'm just ordering things and things like the cycle is slower but like there are certain items that are just not reasonable to like order um yeah so but I'm just like changing my projects to not use items like that but i feel like to be able to like have a need and be able to just go and purchase that item for a sculpture will feel really nice right well you could always order like a whole pallet of plywood get it delivered to your house on your block your car in so then you're further yeah you're quarantined and then you have to make work in order to leave the house solutions (laughs) that's good yeah opportunities not challenges there we go well guys thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast i really appreciate it yeah seriously thanks for having us i'm glad you're doing this i like i like the the fact that it's even happening yeah thank you yeah thanks i hope to see you soon in real in real life yeah don't be a stranger punch each other yeah it's gonna be great Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's guest on our website, rimcat.edu forward slash remotely creative. And don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotelycreative at rimcat.edu. That's R-M-C-A-D dot E-D-U. 
Make sure you subscribe to Remotely Creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Thanks all, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other.